The days ain't getting any warmer, man. Make sure you're layering up out there. You don't want to be walking around and realize too late you can't feel your fingers, man. Gosh. Episode 34 of the Cozy Corner of Cinema. Today's date is November 18th, 2022. I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. A little chilly in here. All the leaves have basically fallen off the tree at this point, man. I went for a walk yesterday. And it was just all leaves on the ground. It was uh, hard to gauge exactly how shallow parts of the ground were. So you got to be careful out there. Make sure you're wearing good shoes, man. Put those flip-flops away. Put those sandals away, man. Put them out till next year. Because we're getting into that time of the year. I love this time of the year, man. I said it before. Late at night, watching these films, getting under a big blanket. It's a blessing and a curse because that thing's comfortable as hell, man. Totally engulfed by just the warmth and comfortness. But at the same time, can't let your guard down. Because it's been quite a few times I've been so engulfed that I end up passing out and falling asleep. Wake up, go, damn, I gotta finish that movie, man. So, keep yourself caffeinated, keep yourself available with hot drinks at all times. Actually, ironically enough, I got nothing but cold drinks here, man. This nice can of seltzer water, and man, I tell ya, don't matter if it's uh, 90 degrees or 9 degrees, I'll be drinking this 365 days of the year. Ain't gonna be falling behind on that. Ain't gonna be falling behind on a lot of stuff, man. Man, there's so much to do, it ain't even funny, man. But we get through it, like we have before. You get stressed out, you go, damn, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, man. Then you think about, well, damn, I, three months ago I was getting stressed out over this too, and I don't even remember what I was stressed out about, because we got it done, you know? There's so much reading to be done, there's just so much writing to get done. It, uh, we got to just stay focused, we can't be going out there and just dabbling in nonsense, man. You got to, you got to, you know... Politely, and that's the key word here, politely just let people know. They want you to they want to pull you away from your dreams and aspirations, man. You just say, Hey man, thank you for the consideration, but I have to be working. I gotta be working on this man. And that's the that's the important thing, you know. Being polite is the important thing. If if you, you gotta tell someone you gotta be polite, but also stand up for yourself. Someone says, "Hey, man, we're gonna do this. We're gonna, we're gonna go out and get and 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 have no meaningful conversations, and we're gonna spend a bunch of money we don't got, and we're gonna not do anything with our lives." You you want to come with? But in the past, I would just say, "No way, man. A- absolutely not." And uh, you just you gotta be polite. You just gotta say thank you for the invitation, but I. I have to get I have to get my stuff done, man. This is important to me. And most people, they'll go, oh, "All right, man. Well, you enjoy." Uh, but then you got some people who don't like to take no for an answer. They say, "Oh, come on, man. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about nothing. We're gonna waste our lives. We're gonna we're gonna just eat at time and then wonder why we we didn't follow our dreams, you know." And you say, "As fun as that sounds, man. You know, I'm 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 all set." I already got my life planned out, man. I got my day planned out. And what are you doing this weekend? What the hell am I doing this weekend, man? I'm working. Always working, man. I got to get this stuff done, you know? 
I was listening to a fantastic interview the other day at work with S. Craig Zoller, man. It was on a podcast where, as I'm talking, I'll pull it up here so I can give a specific reference. But S. Craig Zoller is uh, is is truly an inspiration to all. He is somebody who has taken life by the brass, man. He is doing exactly what he wants to do, and he is somebody who does not skimp out on the work. The podcast was uh, Word Balloon Comics Podcast. This was an interview from May 2021. So, S. Craig Zoller, who is uh, known as many things, a filmmaker, for one, directed three solid films, directed Bone Tomahawk, um, Brawl in Cell Block 99, and Dragged Across Concrete, as well as Written, uh, published scripts written Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, and Asylum Blackout, the latter of which I have not seen. Um, but he's also an author, written many novels, has uh, done a few graphic novels, is a musician, is somebody who is always writing, always working, and gets, gets the work done. And truly, this podcast was such an inspiration such a breath of fresh air. S. Craig Zoller, I, I find to be such a unique and interesting voice. The the podcast dealt with um, his, at the time, his new graphic novel. Uh, I think he has since published a second of in that series, but uh, they talk about his, uh, his, his process. They talk about his films. Uh, and that most recent one, still at the time, Dragged Across Concrete. Which made me want to revisit that film because uh, Dragged Across Concrete is a film I like quite a bit. It's a very smart script. All, all the acting across the board is very good. And is definitely uh, defined, in my opinion, of the three. It is the closest to what I, I imagine is S. Craig Zauer's kind of film. Um, I do want to give it a rewatch, though, because I, I have only seen the film on one viewing and... Um, S. Craig Zoller is somebody who is very adamant about getting Final Cut, which is very respectable. Um, and I had read previously <clears throat> that they had wanted to cut some stuff out of the film to decrease the length. The film does come in at almost three hours. And um, uh, there are moments in the film that I do feel like uh, tend to overstay their welcome. Um, and mostly, I would say, in the... Hmm. I don't want to say the middle, because all the middle stuff I liked, I liked all the stuff with the two main characters in the film staking out, but there are times where I do feel like it could have been trimmed, um, which is uh, interesting because, let me get a sip of this, my throat's a little dry, because <clears throat> Brawl in Cell Block 99 is about two and a half hours, and I think that that's a film that feels the length, but it's not a detriment. I think that film of his is my favorite of the three, uh, but it's the one that I, let me let me think. I've seen Bone Tomahawk, I think three times, and actually I think I've seen Brawl two times, and I've only seen Dragged one time. But he's a he's a filmmaker with such an interesting voice. I love his mannered way of filming. It's not flashy. It's very matter of fact. He uses score only when necessary, and it's not very often. His, the violence is very harsh, and even if it doesn't intentionally look the most realistic, you still feel the weight of every punch, every blow. He's somebody with such an interesting voice, and 
Um, whether or not he returns for his, a fourth film in the podcast, which I listened to another interview that was newer. Um, I don't exactly, let me check when that was published, but he had mentioned that he had written, he had another script that he wanted to do. This one was from Existential Breakfast. This was from one year ago, May, uh, sorry, October 2021. So actually two years ago. No, I'm sorry, one year ago. What am I talking about? Um, so he had mentioned that he has something else ready to go. So hopefully he would get another film out of him. Because he's a uh, he's phenomenal, man. If you want to, if you if you need a dose of uh, creativity, you need a dose of inspiration, man. You, you you listen to this guy, man. He's he's a he's a hell of an artist, man. We're very lucky to have him, and we're very lucky to have his films. And if you haven't seen his films, gotta check them out. Bone Tomahawk, Brawl in Cell Block 99, and Dragged Across Concrete. Very 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 inspirational, man. Would love to pick his brain sometime, so to speak. Speaking of inspirational films, man, I watched a film last night that was put up by Saturn's Core Video. Saturn's Core are a label based out of New Jersey, primarily released shot on video films on Blu-ray, along with films by the company Wave Productions. And they also released a documentary about Wave Productions, which is recommended, called Mail Order Murder, about the company and their longevity. And I, I tend to buy nearly all their releases. I, there's a couple I haven't picked up yet just because of financial difficulties at the time where they release a lot of titles. So oftentimes it can be difficult to squeeze in financially one more title. But I own most of the titles. There's only a couple I don't have. Uh, and it's primarily the, the, the recent ones that they've put out. But one of the ones that I did watch that I do own from 1994 is a film called No Resistance. And this is an interesting kind of film because ultimately, ultimately, I don't think this is a great film. In fact, I think its shortcomings are very blatant. And when I say shortcomings, I don't mean on a purely surface level, very shallow observational level. You can look at many shot and video films and see obvious detriments that someone who is not familiar with the kind of film would put down. But this is a, the kind of film that really sort of is the best kind of shot on a video film. Directed by Tim Thompson, this is a film that does not care about the shot on video format. It is trying to make a film that could have been made with any kind of camera. And it does not try to fall behind, I'm sorry, does not try to fall back on the format. You see a lot of shot on video films, and you can definitely tell with a lot of them. A lot of the ones where the filmmaker, or filmmakers, the crew, the cast, they want to make the best film possible. Films like Shatter Dead, Video Violence, they're trying to make something exceptional. But there are also many, many shot-on-video films that I will never judge the filmmaking process with specific films, unless I know for sure. But oftentimes it, it does feel, it can feel like they are just trying to meet a 65-minute feature length. And 
do not have a complete idea. Scenes will be stretched out. You'll have scenes that don't add anything to the characterization to the plot of maybe a character walking a complete distance or an entire song being played, which is a trope that I find often. But No Resistance puts all that nonsense aside. They've created a whole world of their own, which is a positive and a negative at times. A negative being in the fact that there are times where I am completely lost in exactly what the threat is, what the stakes are in a specific sequence. But with that said, I'm still engaged in the film. I'm still engaged in the technology that they are using. It's a futuristic setting where it's almost like technology is a form of drug. You have this main guy. Let me get this cast up here. This main actor. You know what? Here I am trying to pull up information when I ain't even prepared. Here we go. Okay. We got this one here. Oh my gosh. My computer loves to not... Oh my gosh. All right. Give me give me one moment. Had to pause for a moment because IMDb lists the main actor at the bottom of the page. So go figure that. David Raines plays this character, Deej. He's a vet walking around with these futuristic glasses. They're just sunglasses, essentially, but they're wired to this keyboard. And he can access all kinds of technology with it. There's a sequence early on where a character needs him to kill someone else in a hospital remotely for the life insurance. And he's able to do it right there in the man's office. They exchange floppy disks for information and for drugs. It's almost like technology is the drug itself. And we follow this main character, Deej, who is an addict, who is being chased by different gangs, and is trying to deliver... He basically gets caught up in this mess where he's sent for a job, the job goes wrong, and he is being chased by multiple groups. I'll tell you right up front, man. Didn't... Didn't uh, totally get the plot at times. There are times I'm watching this film. And I'm going, man, I don't know what is going on. I don't know who the primary villain is. I don't know what the primary threat is. And when Deej is saying he's in over his head. And he should never taken this job. I go, what the hell? What the hell is going on here, man? However, you're going to be saying, Dan, why are you talking about this film if you didn't even if you didn't even think it was great, and I'm gonna tell you why. You can sit down, it's okay. I'm gonna tell you why you should watch this film, why it's worth your time. Because this this filmmaker, Tim Thompson, him, his cast, his crew, everyone is putting their hearts into this film. The main actor, David Raines, while I do think his performance is very one note, he's a screen presence man. He commands every scene he's in. His dialogue is very technical, very interesting, very no-nonsense. I loved all of the times when he has to go in to the computer, and you just see this is a guy who, it's almost like, it's like a 9-to-5 job for him. He's so 
over this situation. It's very nonchalant. He just cares about the money, cares about the drugs. And clearly, it just gets waved to and over his head in terms of not wanting... He doesn't want to take this job, man. He's almost kind of forced to in a way because the money is just so good. And speaking of the money, they use all kinds of currency in this film. Uh, they use American currency. I think they use Chinese currency. Uh, there was another kind of currency they forgot. Something marks. There's a part where... Uh, uh, Deej is, is bribing a guy. I got five of these something marks, man. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember what that was. But you see this film, you see they're really going for it. They're running out there. You know what it was reminding me of at times? It was reminding me of Deadbeat at Dawn. And I guess partially that could be because of the gang aspect, because there are two gangs going after this guy and they're having their own gang warfare. But there's a lot of times where there's a, uh, like they go into this big warehouse this abandoned warehouse, and they have this whole fight scene. You remember in Deadbeat at Dawn, Van Beber, they'd just they'd just run out in the street and do it, man. Now, Deadbeat at Dawn is much more, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, it's much more blatant with where they're shooting publicly. You guys ever check out some of those interviews with Van Beber? He's a character, man. And when he talks about Deadbeat at Dawn, man, it's sort of like, if you haven't already, man, you got to get that era of Blu-ray. On top of Deadbeat at Dawn being a phenomenal film and being a truly inspirational piece of independent filmmaking, some of the cast and crew, uh, uh, excluding Van Beber, man, they tell some stories about that film of just this man's determination and, uh, you know... It's completely wild. Whatever your opinion on on him is, you know, I, I, uh, I you know, I think Van Beber, for better or for worse, is a character. But whatever your opinion on him is, he's he's dedicated as hell, man, and he got that film done, and I, I think it worked out in the end. I'm a big fan of that film, and this film here, man, found myself engaged. You can see that they're they're cutting corners, but in a way that works. You'll have a fight scene in the film, but. Uh, we're following one specific character, so you'll just hear the background noises, and it works, man. We don't need anything majorly choreographed, but there is uh, one moment that I thought was actually pretty well done where a character goes away from a fight that's happening, and then he watches some footage you know, on a screen, and we see the part of the fight happening. And I thought, you know what, man, that was a, that was a clever way of getting around this because uh, there's actually quite a bit of actors in the film. I was initially, you see a lot of, you see some SOV films, and you see maybe a, a handful of people tops, but there's quite a bit in here, man. You got all the gangs, you got uh, uh, some minor characters in the film, characters that only have a couple lines that are in for one sequence. It's just a really, it's just a really cool film, man. I haven't checked out any of the bonus features on this release, but there are quite a bit. You have a commentary with uh, Tim Thompson, the producer Michael Schneider Jr., writer and actor David Raines, and writer-actor uh, Irvin Cutter, as well as an uh, 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 interview with director Tim Thompson. And on the back, it makes reference to, like I said before, Dead Be That Dawn, but also brings up Blade Runner in terms of the sci-fi element, and also Yojimbo by Akira Kurosawa. And I'm like, man, those are some pretty solid comparisons right there, man. Uh, really just cool film, man. This is one that I saw a lot of people, when I posted on Letterboxd my rating, it, it has a lot of positive ratings behind this, man. And, and I'm just like, you know what? For this is the this is the the best kind of SLV film. They went out there. They said, "Man, we're gonna make this, and we don't care if we got five dollars, five hundred dollars, five million dollars. We're making this film." And it actually has some handful of special effects in the film that, with the technology, there's a few times we see the glasses that he's wearing inside, and it's very. I mean, this is 1994, but high tech for the time. It's real cool, man. Um, at the time of recording this, actually, um, if you're listening to this on time, the Black Friday sale at Vinegar Syndrome is happening, and exactly 
exactly one week from from today. So if you're someone who's like, man, I don't know if I want to pay full price for this, then it's okay, man. You know, you put your wallet away for right now. You take it out later because they're going to be having a sale. And I, I imagine that this would be part of the sale. I think it goes up to six months the the uh, past for it to qualify. I don't know, man. Either way, um, especially if you're a fan of shot on video films, I think this is one that a lot of people need to check out. Um, I know there are, are people who I think uh, primarily associate shot on video films with genre, well, with horror films particularly. I know, especially I've seen when it comes to shot on video, primarily horror films. But this one I just thought was real cool, man. And another one that I liked that Saturn's Corp put out which I remember liking, but truthfully, I don't remember a whole lot about was uh, Ravage. And maybe I'll have to give that a revisit someday should, should uh, time come for it. But check it out, man. Don't don't sleep on this label, man. I, I Some of the Wave stuff I'm not particularly interested in, but I think I'll buy just for the sake of checking out. I have an acquaintance of mine who is very, uh, very um, uh, positive on a lot of the Wave films. And uh, that's, that's cool and all. They're just, I, I watched one recently. That they had wanted to watch, um, uh, what the hell is it called? It was some, it was some wild film, man. I gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I'm, I'm trying to find it here, but uh, I don't think I'll be able to because, uh, oh, here it is, Eaten Alive: A Tasteful Revenge. I don't know what's going on with this film, man. Um, you know, I ain't gonna talk about it, but man, what a weird film! What a weird film, man. But that's all right, man gosh, so much reading has got to get done. I'm like right there, man. Remember I was talking about that Howard Hawks book last week? Gosh, man, I'm like right there. Man, I'm trying to make progress on that every day, but can't fall behind on, on the writing too, man. I just started a whole new project that, uh, gosh, so much research, research has got to be done for. But the weekend's here. We're going to be enjoying it, man. I mean... It's Friday morning right now. People are getting that Friday mentality. And you got to get that Friday mentality in seven days a week. And when I say that, I don't mean we're going to go out and we're going to we're gonna do nothing with our lives. We're going we're gonna to get drunk and pass out and wake up the next day and go, oh, what a, what a night that was. We got nothing accomplished, you know. If you want to do that, man, hey, ain't no one ain't no one should tell you how to live your life, man. If, if I, I say on the show, you know, I don't want to do any of that nonsense, but if that's what you want to do, man, if that's what you want to do with your life, ain't no one should be telling you you shouldn't. As long as you're not hurting anybody, not hurting anybody else, man, life is uh, very precious. And uh, you, you got to be concerned with what you want to do, man. Do not fall into the societal norms of, of expecting to, well, everyone else is doing this. Uh, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you coming out? And why aren't you, uh, you know, doing nothing with, you know, doing nothing with your life the rest of us? It's like, man, you worry about you, I'll worry about me. It's a win-win. If you're creative endeavors as well, you got to you gotta focus on you. You can't focus on what anybody else is doing, man. You can't look at what other people, oh, and Orson Welles was this age. He made Citizen Kane and I ain't, I ain't made nothing yet. Yeah, man, so what? S. Craig Zoller worked 10 years as a cook just trying to sell scripts and look where he's at now, man. I mean, he even said on that podcast, man, he has about 20 scripts that he was writing that he didn't get published in Hollywood. He was trying, he was trying to sell them, didn't work out. You think he gave up, man? You think he just sat around and went, ah, well, I'd like to make this cool Western one day, but, uh, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I gotta do this and I gotta do that. I guess I'll just go down to the pub and I'll drink my life away. You think he did that, man? Hell no. You kidding me? Get out of here with that nonsense. Don't, I don't care, man, if it takes you... 
10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I don't care if you're writing an, I don't care if you're writing a script for a short film and you don't get it done until you're 80. Now when you're 80, you can sit back and watch and go, yep, I put that work into that, man. I made this and it came out the way I wanted it to. Or maybe it didn't. You go, I'll work on the next one. You know? God, man, get out of here with that nonsense of saying that you can't do anything. It's just it's ridiculous, man. You know, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare your progress to other people, man. You do that, you're going to be spending all that time seeing what other people are doing, taking time away from what you're doing. It's just ridiculous, man. I, I, I got no time for that nonsense. I don't care if some of my ages won the best picture, they won the won the, the greatest novel of the year, man. I don't care any of that. I'm working on my own stuff, and that's all you can do, man. Enjoying these... uh. Enjoying these, these these pieces of art, man. That's all I'm trying to do. With that said, man, I ain't going to waste any more of your time. So much work's got to be done. We're going to get it done. I got about 25 minutes here. I, get, I would say that wraps it up for this week. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Hope you all have had a fantastic week. Get the work done, man. Ain't no one going to do it for you. You got to do it yourself. All right, man. Until next week.